I hate giving Chicago. you this credit, but you deserve it. When I was getting my MBA, they didn't call me Rain Man for nothing. <laughs> I'm sure they called you Rain Man for a bunch of reasons. <laughs> oh, boy. Nick, did you know that ThomasNet has marketing services like SEO and video? You know, I knew they did something with marketing, but I didn't know that. Tell me more. Yeah, you should find more about this. The ThomasNet team includes digital marketers and degreed engineers who understand the complexities of manufacturing. They know the keywords that buyers are searching for, and I know that's important to you. Absolutely, man, because it's so easy to be fake in this industry, and it's really important that people actually know the words that manufacturing leaders use. So visit thomasnet.com today to view their industrial digital marketing services and learn more about the marketing solutions that have helped thousands of manufacturers grow. Awesome, man. It's showtime. What do you mean? Today, we're talking about the greatest show on earth and the impact it Like makes. elephants and giraffes? No, no, no. The greatest show on manufacturing earth. Here we go. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metalworking Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts. Let's make some chips. Welcome to Making Chips, the greatest show in the manufacturing podcast world. At least that's what people tell us. I'm Nick Goldner, and I will be your host, and I'm joined by my friend, partner, and co-host, Jason Jay-Z Zanger. Here we go. What's up, man? We're going to have to fight to be... Who's the guy that stands in the circus, and he's like the... The ringleader. The ringleader, yeah. Yes. We're going to have to fight to be ringleaders. Yes. I guess sometimes they have two, so that's okay. Ring master. The ring the master. The ring master. The ring master. There you the, go. It's not the ring And we have another ring master The ring leader is like whoever gathers all the bad guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we have another ring master here, too, which who we're going to introduce very soon. So today, we're going to kind of usher in this new structure that we've been talking about. And you know how you and I always like think in, in parallels? Sure. Like, so we'll be like, all right, it, this thing is kind of like this thing. And think of this like this and this like that. So I like making comparisons. Yes, yes. So we talked about like, hey, we're a new era. Let's adjust the show structure. And I want to kind of introduce that to the audience. Oh, okay. You're going to let it out of the bag? So here's the parallel. We like to go out to eat. We go out to eat with a lot of our guests and sponsors, and you're kind of a foodie. Yep. And so- We just ate with a good marketing friend of ours. Yeah, Brian Kelly yeah, from, from Ivor Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, great and guy. And we started out with some Brussels sprout bacon and feta cheese appetizer, and it was really good. We did not have drinks, though. But no, we did not have drinks. If it was dinner, that's how we would start. Because we're not supposed to drink in the middle of the day, apparently. Right. So- Anyway, so we're structuring the show, and we wrote up this doc that we shared, and we paralleled it to like dining at a restaurant. And so we've got our introduction where we've got like, okay, they sit you down, they get you drinks, they get you apps, they set the table and they explain like the specials for the evening. We have all these new sides. We're calling them sides. Like you order a couple sides with your meal. And we did one of them already with where in the world is Tony Gunn. Yes. So that's one of the new sides. We used to serve the same side every single time and it used to get a little boring. Manufacturing so, news. Manufacturing news. So yep. we're going to change it around. Manufacturing news is still going to be there, but we're going to have different sides. Like 
like you're not going to have asparagus every single meal. I know. Because that gets a little disgusting. My kids don't like it either. Right. But we're going to have what's the chip on your shoulder? Yep. So like something that's just frustrating the manufacturing leader. We're going to do manufacturing leadership spotlight. Yep. That's a fun one. We're going to do, what am I missing here? What are you learning? We call that manufacturing leadership lessons. I thought we are going to call it Professor Jason. <laughs> Professor Jason. Sure. We might have to call it that. Anyway, you'll hear them in future episodes. You'll hear- And then we got the main course. Segments. The main course. That's our episode. And then we talk about the dessert, which is going to be the takeaways. Yeah. What's our takeaway and what do we challenge our audience with to improve their leadership? And then we have the hug at the end, which is when we ask you, the audience, to do something. Yes. Rate, review, refer it to somebody else. There you go. And then, and then we, we sign then off we with goodbye. our... If you're not making chips, you're not making money. So the structure is going to change a little bit. I'm excited about that. And yeah, let's set the table here today. Sounds good. So what's our side for the day? Yeah, we're going to do one of these manufacturing leadership spotlights. Okay, who you got? So Karen Ross is a mentor to many of us at AME and Hennig. Yeah, you've mentioned her name a lot before. She's the lean person. Yeah, she is awesome. She's like my kind of person. She's an artist. She's a quirky, goofy person, but she thinks like with this epic manufacturing lean knowledge. She's a Shingo award-winning author. What's Shingo? I don't know exactly what it is, but if you win one of those awards, you're a really great lean person. And she co-wrote the Toyota Way to Service Excellence with a guy named Jeffrey Liker, who's like one of the celebrities in that circle. So what she does is she takes lean principles from the shop and from production, and she applies them to service. So it works in hospitals, it works in financial services companies, and it works at our company, at Amy and Hennig. And then the other thing that's really cool about her is she's all about kindness. So she just wrote a book called The Kind Leader, and it's a practical guide to eliminating fear, creating trust, and leading with kindness. I love it. Everybody should be kind. Yes, exactly. We tried to do that here at Zangers, and I actually saw our customer service manager, Carla, was wearing a t-shirt that said, just be kind. There you go. Yeah. And you think about like the traits of a leader. It's treat someone like you would want to be treated. Oftentimes, like kindness isn't at the top of that list, the traits of a leader, but it should be. Oh, it totally should be. So what she does for us, though, she's got a knack for like making us target oriented, very focused on the target. And so like we're all pulling in the same direction. We're all aware of what our target is. And so she uses all of her artistic creativity to help us really iterate towards closing the gap between where we are and where our target is. And it's really great. So great that I think we should have her on and talk about it more in a different episode. I'm ready. So kudos to you, Karen Ross. We appreciate you and hopefully you hear this. Sounds good. Well, can I introduce our guest? Yes, please do. Okay. So our guest is no stranger to the podcast. He is a ringleader or ringmaster unto himself. (laughs) Every two years, he leads the biggest ring in manufacturing. They call him the show boss. His official title, I don't know, but it's... I think it's Chief Exhibitions Officer. No, let me introduce him and then he could say what his title is. But you guys all know him. The Metalworking Nation knows Peter. You know what I love about him? He just lets us call him Peter. Yeah, he does. What's up, Peter? How you doing? How we doing, guys? What What is is your your title? title? Yeah. Okay, my title is Chief Experience Officer. Ah, I got the X part. And where that gets really fun is that I get to do IMTS. I get to do MFG and our AMT events. And I get to do traveling around the country and meeting folks and getting the experience of dealing with AMT, dealing with IMTS on a lot of levels. And that's how I got the somewhat odd title of Chief Experience Officer, but it does let me be a 
CXO, and that means nobody knows what so, a CXO yeah. is. So it's not CEO? No, I'm CXO. Okay, I gotcha. would be CEO if you never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. Well, I like welcome to back. sleep at night. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure you don't get a lot of sleep every two years when I'm Jason, didn't around. you create a position for your guy, Mike? Yeah, he's our experienced director. There you go. Yeah, so our experience is like our operations, our customer service, our fulfillment, our VMI. It's our internal and our external experience. Okay. On a cool. serious note, I think that is a terrific title. And my title, I, I really appreciated it when it was, what are we going to make you? You're, you're the show manager, but you've been the show manager a long time, and now you're doing this, 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 this. I appreciate it because that is the essence of dealing with your organization or company. Yeah. It's an experience. Absolutely. You are trying to build a community experience with your customers, with your partners, with your friends, with your neighbors. With your team members. That's it. That's it. If it's a good experience, everything succeeds. We all know there's so much more to AMT than just the IMTS, but the IMTS isn't just a show either. It's like the whole experience of the week. It goes so much beyond just the trade show itself. And with our IMTS Plus product now, it really has, really for the first time, gone way beyond, it's not a week anymore, it really is 365. Yeah, wow, that's, that's right. great. It's yeah. almost like a TV channel. It's like ESPN or something. It is, and it's what we have done just recently is, when it's a show year and you go to imts.com, that's your familiar site, virtually everybody in the industry knows it. But what we've done now is, as the show has passed, that site is flipped to IMTS Plus. So when you go to imts.com, you're getting the 24 7, 365 experience leading up to the next six day experience. Love it. And can we say, Peter, that pretty soon you're going to be able to watch and listen making chips on IMTS Plus? You betcha. All right. You betcha. There we go. We'll be together for a long time. We've been together for a long yeah. time and we're going to stay together. There you go. I think what we had. Like where we did the live show at the last IMTS is already on IMTS Plus. Yeah, it, it is. So, but it it is there's indeed. new stuff coming. But more to come. Yeah. yeah. So let's get started. So what have you been doing since IMTS? You just go on vacation like for a year? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, he yeah. shows up two weeks before the show. <laughs> to be honest with you, I have not had a vacation <laughs> I know, since Peter. IMTS. I, I, I'm still looking for that. I think we know each other well enough that I could joke around with you, but I know that that's definitely not true because I remember we talked about this where you're like, IMTS 2024 starts the day after TS 2022 ends. I mean, people don't realize how big of a ship that you are driving. I mean, it's incredible. It's a big ship, but yeah. there's also a lot of exciting developments. And not every two-year cycle is like that. In some cycles, yes, you redo some things and you work in a different direction. But in this cycle, we've got IMTS Plus that's launched and is now functioning. We've got a new partnership with Formnext, which is a 3D printing show out of Frankfurt, Germany. We have just announced another partnership with SPS, also out of Germany, out of Nuremberg. There's are major shows in Europe. That is an automation-based show. Love it. And you're bringing those all to the United States. They will States. be coming into IMTS and independently on their own in 2025. Formnext will be in Chicago. SPS will be in Atlanta. Okay, so when is Formnext going to be in Chicago? Formnext in Chicago is in April of 2025. Okay. And... SPS will be in the fall. We're still finalizing dates, but probably around September. Okay, in Atlanta, uh, in right? In 2025 in Atlanta. Great. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So more to come on that. I mean, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty here, but like these partnerships. So they need access to this continent, right? And what exactly are you exchanging in, in this partnership, if you can share? The major partner here is Masago Mesa Frank, which is one of the largest show producers worldwide. So the German partnership is with Masago Messe Frankfurt. They are one of the largest producers of 
trade shows worldwide. They have a huge facility in Frankfurt. And they looked to the U.S. to expand two of their largest brands, which is Formnext, which is really world-renowned as the 3D printing show, and SBS, which is the automation show. There are no larger shows than either of those two in those disciplines. They wanted to come to the United States, but they wanted to come with a partner. They wanted to come with someone who knows the market, is successful, knows the contacts. We have been working on this for about five years. And as time has gone on, they have been to IMTS. They've been impressed. Look, this is the right thing to do. So we actually also brought in Gardner Publications, Gardner Business Media. So it's actually a three-way partnership. So we've got our distribution. We've got our media company. We've got our trade show folks. It's really a great partnership. We had a terrific meeting recently. We've got a conference that will be this year, 2023, the end of August in Austin, Texas. You got to look for that. It's the called the Form Next Forum. It's conference based with some tabletop displays, that kind of thing. But it really is going to get people hands on in 3D printing. We're going to do tours of manufacturers in the Austin area and producers. And the, the date Austin for that area. again? August the 20th to the 24th, I believe. And you of this year. This year. Of this year. And okay. you mentioned that Austin, Texas has just become this mecca of 3D printing, It's right? amazing. It's amazing. The ring around Austin, especially on the northwest side, almost all of the major 3D printing producers are there. It's spawned the actual industry. We're going to be doing some tours and including a company that is actually kind of the first that we know of that's strictly a 3D printing contract shop. Wow. Interesting. You know what that ring was missing? A ringmaster. Yeah, there you go. And now they have one. Now they have one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So back to Chicago, what we're familiar with, with the IMTS. It's crazy every year, just the undertaking that it is. It's such a mammoth show, and it literally like transforms the city, like the city itself. And Jason, I mean, maybe you could speak to this, but you grew up there, right? So yeah. like, Lifelong do you Chicago. feel it where you're at when the IMTS is going on? Do you feel the difference th I do. that week? Yeah. I mean, I look around, I'm like, all the manufacturing folks have taken over Chicago and it's amazing. And you see like all the cabs change over with their advertising and a lot of other billboards and stuff come into play. But yeah, I definitely feel and it. And the hotels are like totally full yeah. of Yeah, the hotels us. are full and, and everything like that. So yeah, it definitely, it transforms things. And I know like, Peter, you've had a seat at the table with the mayor's office negotiating and stuff like that. As you know, Know the current mayor of Chicago, Lightfoot, she's out. We don't yet know who is going to be the new mayor, but it's encouraging to see that there's going to be a change. Yeah, we are in favor of some change in this area. We think we'll all realize that new direction is a good direction, and we're excited about it. You mentioned that you feel it when you're in Chicago. I brought along some handy-dandy statistics. Oh, let's hear about it. <laughs> I'd love to hear about it. Nice. Let's do it. Just Great. exactly why do you feel that there is more going on in Chicago? Okay. Well, why you feel that is that attendees to IMTS, in this case, we lump together visitors and exhibitors. And these are some numbers that have been developed over the years. We did them in cooperation with Crane Chicago Business one year and with Choose Chicago, which is the city's agency. So we've got a pretty good formula that tells us what this is. And so the impact of attendees, what do they spend? Want to take a guess? Like per person? No, a total. What do they oh, spend geez. around town in a week? Okay, I want to take a yeah. really educated Jason's guess. Gonna, I want to. What think if you about got it this. exactly right? Let's see. Carry the nine. I think 
And this is not counting like buying booth space and any of that. This is just spent in the city. 500 million. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Out of the last show is about 326 million. Jeez, wow, I was actually pretty was, close. Yeah. I, was, I thought you were just like throwing a high number. No, out. I was spent around town on the show, on being in the show. This, if you want to feel better, you can say you're right. Yeah. Because it's 200 million for that. So that's okay. 526 so million when you get to that's pretty attendees good. and visitors spending. I hate giving in you Chicago. this credit, but you deserve it. When I was getting my MBA, they didn't call me Rain Man for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they called you Rain Man for a bunch of reasons. <laughs> oh, boy. When you take it to the second layer, which is the number of people that are involved, and we think that's kind of a really, it's hard when you're thinking numbers. What does that mean? Well, IMTS needs a lot of people. It needs people to drive forklift trucks. It needs people to drive trucks up to the dock. It needs people to clean the carpet. It needs people to guard the front door. It needs people, I could go on to clean, and on. clean, drive taxis, all that just, kind of stuff. Yeah. Think about it. It boils your mind after a while, but the job total direct jobs that have, like, if you ask that person, are you working around IMTS? Are you involved in IMTS? That number is 21,836. Wow. That's that, amazing. So, and that's like, let's say it's a hotel cleaning crew person or something like that. Does that count because the hotels have people at IMTS or is that 21,000 someone like did an IMTS specific That's task? someone that did an IMTS. Gosh, so it doesn't thing. even count. Like, yeah, no, no. That's why when people say, how many people are in the building, right? In move-in, you say, oh, there can't be, I don't what do you think? Five, 600 people. There's thousands of people because there are people who are carpenters who are building exhibits. There's teamsters who are moving freight. I feel like I have to bring a thousand people to set up my booth sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. And you're one. Yeah, I know. And there's 1,800 of you. I know. And there's also the main stage where we saw you guys, yeah. where we yeah. got together. Every bit of that doesn't exist when we arrive. None of it's there. Nothing. And there's not too many cities that can handle something like that. Like one of the things that I always think about is, I guess I could be kind of open about this, but like I love Chicago, but we're thinking about moving out of Chicago. And it's challenging when you think of another place to live because just the sheer size of Chicago and the resources that we have. I mean, there's 7 million people just in our metro. There's only a couple other cities like that. You've got like LA, you've got New York City. I mean, and both of those are very different than Chicago. And you've got some other ones that are really big too. But like, there's not too many cities that can handle a show like this. No. And IMTS is a unique bird in yeah. its own right. Right. We're in the manufacturing community. Right. We're in the And you're the heart manufacturing. of it. When people ask why, oh, you know, we've had a a rough experience or something didn't work right. And why don't we think about moving the show? We're not there because of fanhood conveniences. Yeah. We're there because of the conveniences. Right. We're there yeah, yeah, yeah. because our market wants to come here. Our market yep. wants to be in this area. And people have fun there. Yeah. It's also a terrific city. We've had lumps like every city's had, but I'm very optimistic that we're going to be changing direction, heading in a strong direction. And to answer kind of the initial part of your point, it's not like you could just pick up IMTS and move it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. There's only a couple cities that are even close. None of them that would actually match what we can right. do here in right. Chicago. I mean, there's always the Las Vegas. Right. I was going to say, that would probably be the first thought. Like, yeah. What are you doing yeah. In Vegas? There's some issues with that. Yeah. Number one is that, and they probably won't appreciate me saying this in Las Vegas, but the theory of Las Vegas is to get people in fast, get your money and get you out of town. Yeah. Oh, they don't okay. like shows that take more than a week. Okay, we take four. Yeah, we take four. Oh, I yeah. see. Two weeks in a week show. I'm going there out. in two weeks for the construction and agriculture show. We've yep. got some products for that market and for the fluid power show. And I'm hoping that like I don't have to leave right away because I ran out of money. Yeah, yeah. 
Because yeah, yeah. March Madness will be going on. It might be placing it's some It's kind bets. of the same reason why they don't do the Super Bowl in like every single city in the United States because they just can't handle the Super right. Bowl. Yeah. You yeah. Know? There's an yeah. infrastructure need for anything large. Chicago's yeah. got it for what we do. And a good example of that, let's talk about hotel rooms. Okay. How many hotel rooms... Do you think we're in our, this is in the IMTS block? Well, we talked about Also, this like before. if you got a hotel and you didn't use the IMTS block. Right. I can't count that because I don't know. know whether you're coming to the show but or not. There's so got to be a lot of people who do that. There's rooms than there are in this list. But just in our block, which was about 100 hotels, I'll give you the answer. It was 84,090 hotel rooms. That's crazy. Yeah. We should have. But we can do, though, is see how good he is about smaller Uh-oh. math and say, okay. what would be the peak night? Oh, okay. This is a good question. I think it's Tuesday night. Tuesday night it is. Yes, that would have been my and guess. And what would be your number? As far as the number of attendees? Number hotels. of hotel rooms that night. Oh, like compared to that 87,000 Yeah, 87 number? is the whole time. 87 is the whole time. So Probably one night. 80, one night. 80,000? No, no, that's total. 80 is total. So oh, divide so that talking, by all Divide nights, that up yeah. and then you kind of come on. All right, I'll give it to you. 20,000. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. 15,900. Okay. 15, that's nine. what I would have guessed. If yeah. On a single <laughs> night, you have 15,900 people staying in a hotel room that are going to IMTS. Yeah. That means out of that number, right, how many of them ate in a Chicago restaurant? All of them, right? Yep. right. right? There yeah. isn't a single one that I would venture to guess that there's not a single one that had a ham sandwich out of the refrigerator. Exactly. Every one of them spent money in Chicago. So you have to have enough restaurants. You have to have enough cabs. You have to have enough Ubers. You have to have enough ability to hold on to hold a show the size of IMTS. And at the end of it, have people say that was a good experience. Well, Absolutely. Chicago's good for great restaurants. That's for sure. Yeah. No I mean, that's question. why the best chefs want to have a restaurant in Chicago. I mean, you get the people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why as we look forward, we see healing. If we get some new direction in town and things start to improve, we'd like to see Chicago get back to where it was maybe eight, 10 years ago, where we were on a real roll. Yeah. And- but it didn't feel, I know Chicago's had its lumps, right? But it didn't feel dangerous during the last IMTS. No, no. no. I think one of the things that being in a big event like IMTS does is there's a lot of people around. And a lot of people around a downtown area is vibrancy. And vibrancy is obvious. People know where there's, wow, Michigan Avenue is crowded. And not a lot of bad things are going to happen when you got a big crowd. That's when you don't have a big crowd is where you have to worry about that. But our excitement of IMTS, it never slows down when we start going through these numbers. I'm sitting here with you guys looking at numbers that I've looked at over and over and over again. But there's just so much as you dig in and you say, wow, we get involved in this. It's just so much fun. I'll give you one more. Yeah, one more on the city. One more on the city. Then I'm going to go a little bit more on the industry. And that would be just the amount of spending on the event itself by us, AMT, the yeah, organizer, yeah. the attendees, and the exhibitors, and that's $113 million to put the show on. So what it costs you, what it costs your exhibitors, and what, what it costs... costs the exhibitors, wow. what it costs... $113. To open the doors. Wow. Open the doors. That's kind of like your budget? It's a mix of budgets, and we've yeah. got to have this many folk that are employed yeah. in order to open the doors. Wow. And, that's amazing. And lots of that. It's, it's kind of mind-blowing. It yeah. does. It really does. But we do it for a reason. Yeah. And that's yeah. probably the next economic impact. Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, get let's to shift. that. Yeah. So after we got off the show... Friday, we got off the stage. We did round tables for those that don't know. And our friend Michelle Edmondson was like, Hey, great job, guys. Thank you so much. And what's Michelle's title for people who don't Michelle know? Michelle is the vice president of exhibitions. She has worked.
work for me for in excess of 20 years. And yeah. she's a great friend of yeah, ours. Yeah, she's like, a great friend of the show. Yep. So she's saying, hey, thanks. And we're all exhausted. And we're like, we didn't stay for Saturday. I had people there, but I was like, I'm done. I was just beat. And so we're talking and I said, hey, this has just been an amazing show. And I've always wondered, do we have any way to figure out like the economic impact for the manufacturing industry? I see we work for a lot of the builders, make some products that they put on their machines. And it's like, they're all telling us they sold this many machines. Yeah, you're talking about floor. sales at the show? Yeah, not just sales, sales at the show, but like, show, yeah, just kind of, yeah, sales at the show, sales because of this. Any data you have like that on, does this really change the manufacturing economy or not? It absolutely changes the manufacturing economy. The, we'll start with the direct number, which okay. is kind of the easiest one to track because we do the surveys. Oh, okay. So this is like... These are what people report to us that they're selling, that they're closing orders, that okay. kind of thing. During the six days of IMTS, the exhibitors generate between 500 and 600 million in orders. Wow. So you've aggregated a survey from all the manufacturing exhibitors and said, how many exhibitors was it? 1,800? 1,800. 1,800. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's great. Okay. So that's orders. Okay. We're going to deliver this machine. But a big part of the show is today and the future, right? Of course. That's quotations. Yeah. Four billion in quotations. Wow. This wow. So okay. those that wanted to say they were already going to buy the machine, but they waited to pull the trigger till the show because I've heard that whole thing too like some people were going to buy a machine but they just wait to pull the trigger for the show maybe they get a special or whatever well, but that the quotations true. you don't quotations get a special on a quotation business. yeah quotations I don't know that, that was business. true in 2022 anyway you're not going to get a special deal unless maybe it was a showroom because like, inventory because of inventory right. yeah, and demand and everything yeah. so that might not have been the case in 2022 is this capital equipment is this tooling is this everything it's everything it's everything, it's everything combined and what was that number again 4 billion in quotations and then the number of the what, number of sales or orders yeah. is between five and six hundred million. Yeah, that's really good. I'm sure it's more while we're at it because in order to get to quotations, yeah, you have to have a lead. Right. Sure, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. that four billion in quotations is people you generally have met, you've developed it, you're going somewhere. Right. There's also a whole nother set where you met somebody and you said, I'm gonna come call on you a couple weeks later. Right. That's what so, all the exhibitors are trying to get with the scanners, right? Exactly. 400,000 of what would be classified as bona fide leads. So this isn't how many times the they scan somebody. No. This is them reporting this is them out them of reporting all their scans. How many of your leads would you consider A or B, kind of, yeah, yeah. if you're marketing that? So it's not something you're going to throw in the garbage. You're going to send your salespeople, you're going to send your marketing people to follow up on this. Wow. And that number is... 400,000. So there's a yield we have. There's kind of a, I have my, my guy, Pat McGibbon has a lot of experience and he throws numbers into a blender and, and comes <laughs> out with it and says, well, just see to the pants, figuring all that out, that would yield an additional 500 million in sales. Yeah. That is, if the hit rate is about the average for the industry, 1.2, you multiply all that out. So then if you add all that together, that makes 1.1 billion out of IMTS and 4 billion in quotes. Wow, that's so crazy. Those are unbelievable numbers and they make sense when you start to yeah. compare them to industry buying and the patterns and the lumps and bumps of the industry. That's why IMTS is so important. And I can so see that schedules. in our industry, you have like an industry like electronics and you got the consumer electronics show and you don't have to go to a show in order to buy one of those products. You don't necessarily have to do that for our industry either, but I think the physical, tangible aspect of 
what we do as manufacturers really lends itself to having that show and that show making an impact. Like I can see the latest Apple AirPods or iPhone or whatever on their website and I get just as good of a feeling as I do as going into a store. But IMTS is different. Our industry is different. And I think that really goes to the impact that it makes. Peter and I were just talking before this. You used to be on like some board, right? For the trade show industry. Yes. And is there a trade show industry? You're talking about a famous Peter speech that used to <laughs> yeah, let's hear the, a little let's bit hear angry about it. in the yeah. trade show industry because they'd invite me to be their kind of keynote or their guest speaker. And the first thing I would say is there is no trade show industry. There is only industries with trade shows. Oh, okay. That is a very, very important difference because when you look at industries, industries go up and down all the time. Yeah. And then if you measure that with trade shows, you're getting a false picture. Oh, trade shows are down. Well, maybe they're down because a certain industry has changed its pattern. Yeah. You use the Apple example. There used to be shows for computers, huge shows. The buying pattern, even before CES, there were shows as big as CES that don't even exist anymore. And those shows, in fact, one of them was sold for $900 million and closed a few years later. Oh, my goodness. Which one was that? (laughs) It began with a C now. I got to remember what it is. Okay, don't worry about it. Not a big deal. Uh, I don't remember the acronym, but it was the, basically, we all called it the computer show. Okay. And I'll tell you a little story. One of the smartest guys ever in the trade show industry was a guy that had my job and did that show. But for that industry. For that industry. Yeah. And the industry association was very disorganized. And he said, I don't know where this show's going. I'll get some bank funding and buy it from you and see if I can make it happen. And he's the one that built the show and then sold it to a media company for $900 million and built hotels in Las Vegas. His name is Sheldon Adelson. He is one of the he recently passed away, but he built the Palazzo Hotel. He wow. built the. Was it Comdex? Comdex. Yes, it was Comdex. I had to look it up. Thank you. Yes. Comdex no longer exists. It was bigger than CES, bigger than IMTS. Wow. But that's a prime example of an industry that changed. And you said, I'm going to look at the trade show industries. Oh my God, the trade show industry is dead. (laughs) Well, no, it's dead in the computer world. Right. And maybe that was one of the biggest trade shows. So it makes it look like the industry. It looks like the industry's dead. But at that same time, well, that show died, which was actually only a couple of cycles. It went from a $900 million asset to zero. Wow. Imagine making that mistake. At that same time, IMTS was growing. Yeah. So how do you measure a trade show industry versus industry with trade shows? Yeah, no, I like that. The healthy way to do it is to say, let's look at the industry. Yeah. And that's why in manufacturing, we're looking at IMTS and we're healthy and looking to expand. We're looking to take on partners. We're looking to go on. You have to stay alert. That's why we're, hey, you could look at it and say 3D printing or additive manufacturing, that could be a threat. We don't look at it as a threat. We look at it as a growth opportunity. Same thing with automation. It's not the international machining technology show. Not at all. It's not only machining. It's the same with AMT. We went to, AMT's previous name was National Machine Tool Builders Association. Became the Association for Manufacturing Technology because we recognized that the industry is not about one single aspect of it. It's about making the end products. How do you get there? So when we talk about like attendance for the show and the show prior to the pandemic, which was the one anomaly where the show was canceled, right? That was the record-breaking show, right? That was so far the record-breaking show that probably would be a huge reach to ever get to that. Are you talking about 2018? 18, yeah. yeah. 18 was just out the doors crazy. Yeah, because yeah. you kind of already said what I was going to ask. I know you did really well for the bounce back show, but I don't know. Do you guys get 
your data like because you would get it like audited right and then do you get that audited data back right after the show yeah or? pretty much it's pretty much real time these days and do you feel good about the bounce back i feel better than i would have hoped wow wow up to the point where we brought in IMTS, the largest returning show was in the range of 55 to 60% of the size. We were at about 80. Wow. wow. And even that, there are factors that made it 80 and not even higher among them. No one from Asia. Yeah. Entire continent that was a chunk of IMTS yeah. attendance was missing. They were like 10%. They were, yeah, roughly 10 to 12,000. And almost no one from Europe because... In an anomaly of time, there is a competitive trade show that about once every 10 years falls on the same dates, fell on the same dates. That's the AMB? That's AMB yeah. in Stuttgart. It's a very big show, very good show, and basically took all of our European attendants and said, don't go there, come here. That's why our German CEO didn't go. Yeah, so you had very strong attendance from the United States, and that's what you want, or from North America. This was one of the highest, there are two stats that really made me feel good, and we call it the Exhibitor Happiness Index. I love that. The Exhibitor Happiness Index is when there's more of them being visitors and buyers than there are of you being exhibitor personnel. And in 2022, there was almost the same percentage, actually a little higher percentage of them versus you. So your happiness, and that's why you thought you were so busy. That's why you were exhausted at the end of the week. You don't want to go to the show just to have a bunch of exhibitors there. You want the audience to come and visit. Exactly. And we do have the anomaly that there are IMTS exhibitors like yourself that sell to other exhibitors. Yeah, yeah, so for that's us, a yeah. different dynamic altogether. But even with that, having more visitors that are interested in your product than you have time that's why you were tired. That's why you walked away saying this was great, because that's what we strive for, even more than raw numbers, because raw numbers includes a lot of folks that are looking. Another factor in the overall attendance drop, we had a third or less of the amount of students that we normally we just because schools didn't want they weren't comfortable they yet weren't comfortable yet yeah. they weren't ready they didn't have the permissions in place and that's a factor in IMTS we're trying to bring the next generation in and so it's exciting to have twenty thousand students come but when we only had eight thousand or seven thousand students that impacts us in multiple ways and longer term we're trying to reach out and create different relationships with the schools because we've got to build the next generation. Well, I think that in addition to the economic factor, I mean, the social factor was so strong at this IMTS. I believe it was stronger than any other year. And what I mean by that is just the amount of excitement of the people that were there and the amount of camaraderie and the amount of sharing of ideas, which I think is huge, even going just the sharing of ideas you have amongst manufacturing leaders. I know for me, I went out every single night. And I had dinner and drinks, yeah. you know, with my friends. Back to the college days. Yeah. And it was fun. And I was tired at the end of it. So was I. But yeah. I mean, it was so much fun. And I honestly look forward to it every other year. I really look forward to it. I start thinking about it about a year out. And I'm like, all of like my 100,000 friends are going to be there at IMTS. Yeah. You know yeah. what I you mean? Know, the word it's amazing. We really love that is part of the IMTS Plus project and a part of us sitting here together today. It's community. There are a lot of industries that are strictly competition. Companies hate each other. You don't want to be seen with someone that works for a competitor. That has never been our industry. Never. I've been in the industry. Oh, I got to admit it. This is my <laughs> 43rd year in this industry. And 
even from my first days doing an IMTS, I was working for an exhibitor and I was missing a wrench we needed on the machine. I went to a competitor because I knew they would have it. And they said, sure, here. Yeah, there you go. Here, we got to open the show. We're not going to hold back on it. Yeah. I love that about this industry. To this day, you're feeling when you visit a manufacturing facility. We were talking earlier about visiting Ingersoll in Rockford. We are happy to see each other. We are happy to show off what we're doing, making things, building things. It's an exciting industry that everybody wants to be a part of. You want to brag on that we are making this. Hey, Jason, what's the first thing you think of when I say the word setups? You're not making chips <laughs> yeah, and you're right. not making money. Yeah, exactly. It's one of the biggest battles that can hold you back as a manufacturer. Absolutely. So enter the Lean Setup Guide from ProShop. Okay, what's that? This guide can help anyone, whether you're a ProShop user or not, but ProShop users have experienced a 50% reduction in setup time because the software builds these lean principles into their process. Yeah, so it's a totally free download. You can go to ProShopERP.com slash 50, and you can get your copy of the Lean Setup Guide. Bam. So, Peter, what would you ask the Making Chips audience, the Metalworking Nation, to do during this off year of IMTS? Like, How do you want them to engage with IMTS with each other? Number one thing I think is what you're listening to right now. If you're listening to yeah. this podcast, there's a good engagement to start there with. There you go. I've mentioned several times IMTS Plus, which is available through IMTS.com. And that's kind of a portal. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you're right. looking and for what can they get there how to describe Besides it. making chips, of course. Uh, we have new episodes of our video series, including Profiles in Manufacturing. Our very first one of those launched kind of a good friend of ours, Nicole Walter. We did oh, a yeah. profile of her years ago. And... Now she is a very high profile person in the industry. When we did that profile, she was yeah. just. I mean, speaking of on. community, she's one of the guest hosts yeah, that'll yeah, be on. Yeah, she's one of our guest hosts. Yeah. And that's how we introduce everyone to each other in this industry. Sure. We do our videos, we do our podcasts, we've got articles on there. You can still go on there and search. You know what? I forgot, but I saw somebody who had a fantastic product. You can still do searches on right. that site. And even some of the economic reports and the white papers and things like that, like you have all that available. Maybe not. Is it on IMTS Plus or is it? You can reach everything off of IMTS Plus. Wow. And if you can't find it, you just type in the question mark and Michelle will answer you. (laughs) Was that Michelle? (laughs) No. I'm going to start asking her questions. But it sounded good. It sounded good. So she'll love it. Well, when people hear plus after something like ESPN Plus, I got to pay for that. I'm going to watch the UFC this weekend and I'm going to have to pay for that. But with IMTS Plus, you don't have to pay for it. Nope. There's one fee. Give us your email. (laughs) so that we can reach you. That's it. We want you to be a part of the community. And if you've been to IMTS, you've probably already given your email. I was going to say, it's not a big ask. Right. What we love is engagement. Sure. There you go. Well, that's the same that's as what us. we're trying to do. Well, speaking of, you said the word ask, and we talked about the parallels, right? So yes. it's time to ask for the check. It's the end of the meal. Time yeah. to ask for the check. And go. what do we ask our audience to do? We don't actually ask them to pay for anything, but. Well, I mean, the biggest thing I want is for you to go to your favorite podcast player, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever it is, and give us a five-star review, 10-star review, whatever it is, and just tell us what you love about 11 stars. 11 if stars. If there's a way. <laughs> if there is a way, just not one star, you know what I mean? But yeah, 11 stars would be good. And that's what we ask. Yeah. And then that's after you currency. do that, just share it with somebody that you think might be interested. And I know that. there's a lot of people like me who have booths at the show and we get together in our community, right, Peter? And we say like, 
hey, do you think it was a bigger show than last time? What do you think people were selling? And so I would send this to them. Yeah, and be if like, there's Here. someone that like would be intrigued by these statistics and the behind the scenes of IMTS, like forward this podcast to them. Everyone in machining, metalworking says the same thing. And it's if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. 